Trade. Welcome back to The Trade. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially the Reason Apple Podcast. It really means a lot. Yeah, and like always, thank you again for the continued support, the continued engagement, and that hashtag BananaCats. Thank you, guys. How are you, Drew? I'm all right, G. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Excited about this episode because it's, what? Episode 100. Yeah, it's episode 100. We've done 100. It's a milestone. Doesn't it feel crazy to think about that? Like 100 behind us? I mean, we've done like every week for like, what, 100 weeks now? Like something like that, close to that. Yeah, a few episodes got taken down for dumb reasons, but like, it's okay. We're here, 100 episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a trip. It's cool, but... uh. This one's this one's gonna be a little different than I think we normally do, but it's uh, I'm excited to talk about this because I don't think it's a story most people remember now. Well, the reason why I wanted to talk about this was because not only is it a little bit different and like interesting, but it also has to do like they really hurt a lot of people, and we talk about people who get betrayed and who get hurt. And not only did they murder people, but they were serial R-words. Like, you guys know what we're talking about, because that's all we talk about on this podcast. But to me, this caught my attention because, I mean, that's all we talk about is these news articles of what people are doing today. And this is a story from the past that we just want to resurface and, like, give our opinions on. And, you know, maybe you guys can tell us what you guys think. Do you guys remember this? And... Um, yeah, let's have a conversation. Yeah, so I guess I'll just break down a short summary on what this is. There is a case that started, I believe that all broke for the police and like detectives and stuff in 1984 when a guy named Charles Ng tried to steal a vice somewhere in South Bay. I think he was in San Francisco. And it just led to this domino effect of finding out way worse crimes. Like I've watched a couple documentaries on it and they always talk about how the officer that made the first arrest, he never thought like a petty shoplifting thing would lead to something so deep and grotesque. Cause ended up what happening was uh, Leonard and a guy named Charles Ng were kidnapping, murdering, dismembering, um the r word and they were videotaping most of it yeah they would abduct people they would rob they were serial killers and they believed to be responsible for as many as 25 murders like that's that's a lot yeah they'd all happened for uh, some people that know the layout of california um most of it happened in northern california but both the guys have a rap sheet that goes pretty far back. Um, Leonard, the guy that was initially um, arrested, uh, he killed himself with cyanide. Yeah. That he sewed into his clothes, which makes you really wonder, I mean, did he do this every day? Like, did it? Did he always wear a piece of clothing with cyanide in it? Like, it's pretty nuts. And Charles... He's incarcerated still to this day. Yeah. Yeah. He's in San Quentin, which is just north of San Francisco federal prison. Something that Leonard had said, I want to be able to use a woman whenever and however I want. 
and when I'm tired or bored or not interested, I simply want to put her away, lock her up in her cell, get her out of my sight, out of my life. That was recorded in one of his videotapes. And like we had stated, he likes to record his actions with these females. And so who knows what else they could have found in those tapes. Like, you know. Yeah, I've tried to get more descriptions on what else the tapes are, but I think they're all probably roughly the same scenario. They just mind torture and physically torture these women and uh, right. generally kill. That the... shouldn't be put out, but him just talking, that's he, interesting. His uh, There is some excerpts. We can leave some links. There's um, the shorter one, Leonard Lake Tapes has some like short excerpts from his actual, I think it's the 83 video that was in the collection. Uh, they did it at a, it, I mean, it just, I'm surprised no movie's ever done anything about it because they called the tapes, the Miranda tapes, which was based off of a character from a novel from the sixties called the collector. And it was about a man who was like, I guess a butterfly. I kind of, I want to read it now. He was a butterfly collector and he decided he wanted to collect a woman and he does terrible things and then she ends up passing away, which they they constructed a whole I would call it they everyone every everyone refers to it as a bunker, but I would call that thing a dungeon. Like had he had two series of false walls and the girls were confined in a three by three, a six foot tall, basically a closet while they were you know, put away, like he said. Just uh, locked away in that little box? Yeah. yeah they didn't a... have, like, any any materialistic items? Um, from the pictures that I saw and the descriptions I've read, uh, they had, like, a bucket for, you know, going to the restroom, yeah. uh, toilet mm. paper. I think there was a couple books maybe in there. And then uh, that's about it. And I would guess they would probably unfortunately nude i would guess that right well did you know that leonard uh he and his siblings were sent to live with their grandparents and at an early age he began taking like nude photos of his sisters this became the star of you know his obsession with that kind of stuff and he also enjoyed killing mice and dissolving them in chemicals I mean, the picture thing gets even weirder. His grandmother encouraged it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's a why. Um, I never could find an explanation for that, but maybe it was like, I'm not trying to like rationalize it, but maybe that's the whole like, oh, he's just being a, becoming a man type of thing. Maybe that was the thought process behind it back then. Because I'm, I'm, this was, you know, the 50s. I don't know. I'm not saying it's right, but I don't. That definitely leads people to being super weirdos when they grow up. Definitely. He even enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps and did service in Vietnam. Yeah, um, he, but he, he was returned to do... Well, go ahead. Uh, he, uh, I believe he served seven ter seven years in the Marine Corps. And he, uh, he, he uh, was a... He was some type of electrical guy... Uh, in the battlefield out in Vietnam. He was a veteran. He was actually he was a pretty... radar operator. Is that there the name? Go. Yeah, he was yeah. a radar. That's exactly what it was. I was going to say generator, but I knew that wasn't right. Yeah, he's a radar operator. 
And it says, uh, he, yeah, it was his first tour. He was hospitalized for exhibiting, you know, psychotic reactions, but was returned to duty. And then after some time in 71, he was, or 1971, excuse me, he was diagnosed with uh, schizoid personality disorder, and he moved to San Jose after that. Yeah, no, but there was a couple things that were talking about his uh, his uh, mental health, and they were talking about most people with paranoid schizophrenia are not prone to more violence. It just was uh, when you're someone as sick as Leonard Lake was, the mental health just like you know turns it up a whole another notch. Yeah, he had been married to a few women, and like he just hurt a lot of people. Him and Charles, they met and had a similar interests when it comes to adult films and things like that uh and then and they were both marines that was the other thing too yeah and charles he was actually he was born in hong kong yeah yeah that's interesting he was uh sent to i, I believe england for part of his schooling and then he he went all over the world for like. He did cool stuff too. He like martial arts and fire setting, but he also had like an addiction of stealing too. And at the age of fifteen, he was arrested for stealing, uh, oh, that's, and that's one in that was he, one of his first charges. He was probably be diagnosed as a klepto now. Yeah, klepto because yeah. uh, he both times he got caught when he got caught initially, which led Leonard to being caught was he was stealing the vice. And mm -hmm. then when he went on the run after they had already uh, dug up the bunker and all those type of things, he was stealing something in Calgary, Canada, and gotten a shoot. He shot the security guard. That that that's what he got caught for, and it was like petty theft again. So Charles was sentenced to three years, which he served in prison in Leavenworth, and sought out Leonard again after his release. At this time, the pair had become serial killers, abducting, torturing, and killing women, and sometimes entire families. They knew many of their victims one way or another, and that's scary. That's scary just to, like, know someone one day. Well, yeah, and that was I... uh, the the Brenda footage. Well, I'll link all the documentaries that, I, that, that really cover this case for people that are interested but uh, the, I believe her name was Brenda, was their direct neighbor in Mendocino County. And then um, the video recording equipment, those people ended up being, he was going to go rent that. Those were his victims. The car that he got caught in was a stolen car from another another victim. And, I, and his, the license he initially gave the police was from another victim. Yeah, there's a list of known victims like Harvey, Deborah, and Sean, Lonnie, Brenda, and Lonnie Jr. Babies. Yeah, like, the two like, children. Yeah, it's really sad. I believe Kathleen. one of the the uh, the first couple I believe is the uh, tape recorder couple. It was he was a guy that was working out of San Francisco and was renting out that stuff, and then the other one was the neighbors. Yeah, Kathleen, Allen, Michael Carroll, Robin Stapley, Randy Johnson, Charles Gunner, Donald Lake, Paul Cosner. I think two of those guys 
was in jail with them or in prison with them excuse me with charles uh, one of the female Donald? victims was a uh girlfriend of one of charles former inmates i forget her name and then yeah there was another one that was a victim that was a uh, i think it was from when they were locked up because charles went to military prison at one point and he escaped from that too yeah, those are just interesting details, but we will we definitely will link in the description more in depth and amazing documentaries that you guys can check out. We just want to talk about this and kind of put some light on something that is crazy. Like this is crazy and it it could be anyone. Like we always say like these guys knew these people and just went and hurt them yeah and the really saddest thing is these guys were trained by our military and what a disgrace to their like their whole command and all that that too it's wow. so sad to like that those guys were at one time a respected very very well respected i i would say marine corps is pretty fucking amazing but uh yeah doesn't stop people from Sick people from doing doing sick things. They're just people are broken. Yeah. There's nothing you can really change. Well, if you guys enjoyed this conversation and us talking about, you know, this kind of stuff, let us know in the comments or message us and let us know. Our links are always in the description. If you guys want to come on and tell your story, you guys should message us on Instagram or Facebook or our personals. That's always linked in the description too. And uh, we we could talk about more stories like this if you guys want. If not, that's cool, too. We'll keep you updated with what's going on today. And we love y'all. Until next time, Banana Cats. Banana Cats. Much love. Peace.